0: Welcome to the Wake Up Call podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Hopkins. By day I work in corporate, but I have an obsession with all things personal development. So I became a life coach and started this podcast as a way to help others break free from living a life that's good on the outside and wake up to the one they actually want. When I got to my most uncertain place, all I wanted was someone to say, hey Alicia, you're a little off course and this is what you need to do. That's what I wanna be for you. This podcast is a place where I want to share my experiences and provide you with community, knowledge, and inspiration to make change in your life. Sometimes we get a little lost and need help course correcting. If this sounds like you, you're in the right place. Let this be your wake-up call. Now let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Wake Up Call podcast. And I have to say, In the past week and a half, there's been some pretty epic growth of the podcast. So, first and foremost, thank you for listening, for coming back, and also welcome. I know we have some new folks here, and I'm so glad you found the show. I hope that you come to find this as a place that is a resource for all things to enhance your well being, your day to day, and just help you see what's possible for your life. So, one thing that I know has gotten in the way of, I don't know if I'd say happiness, ease maybe in my life is a cluttered house. And it's hard anymore today, I feel like, to not see the influence of home organization. I'm sure many of you out there on your social media feed, you probably follow home organizing companies, or maybe it's populating on, you know, your home screen trying to get you to follow them. You can go to Target. I mean, gosh, when I go to the book section, I see the home edit, you know, spark joy or, you know, Marie Kondo, we go into places like the container store, right? Like how much fun and that talk about like a Zen place. Oh my God. So the influence of home organization is everywhere. And it got me thinking why like, it's, it's nice to have a pretty home. And to me, I used to think of it as Oh, it's just having the cute little baskets and bins to keep your stuff concealed. But as I'm coming to learn, it is so, so much more. It is having systems. It's having a flow to your home. And my guest today is an expert in just that. You may recognize her from episode eight of the podcast, but Kenzie Harkey She's a professional home organizer and founder and CEO of Simply Dare. Kinsey helps busy and overwhelmed homeowners take control of the physical clutter in their life and build systems that keep their homes functional and beautiful. And that's what we're going to talk about a little bit more today is just this notion of why are we seeing home organization so prevalent and more about how it's not just having the pretty bins and baskets. So Kinsey, welcome back. We're so glad to have you here again. How's it going? Thank you. I'm so excited to be back. Well, you are like the Wake Up Call podcast, like resident home organization expert. And I have to say your episode, episode eight is still to this day, one of the highest listened to episodes. So to me, it just shows how much we are all looking to get organized, declutter. We're seeing the impact it has on our well-being. And you know this far better than I do because of the position you're in with your company. So when you are having people contact you, what are their primary concerns? Like, what are they feeling? How, why are they reaching out to you?
1: I would say the number one feeling that I hear the most is overwhelm. Um, Second to that would be anxiety and loss of control, feeling stressed. A lot of those negative emotions that can happen when you feel like your outer world is really chaotic. And, um, you know, that just in turn affects your inner world.
0: Just even as you were saying that I'm like, yep, overwhelmed, check, anxiety, check. For me, it tends to be that I get my house super organized. And then a couple weeks later, it looks like Pig pen, it's like everything (laughs) falls apart, and that's what you know. In conversations we've had, what really intrigues me is this notion of systems because clearly I don't have them, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say a lot of people struggle with that too. So, when you think about systems for a home, are there common systems per se, like what, or is that really individualized to the specific client? And I guess, what is a system, anyways, when you think about a house?
1: Yes, I know, system, it's such a basic word we've known forever, probably. I mean, you know, it's like a pretty basic word you probably learn in like elementary school or something. But when you think of it in the context of your home, people are like, wait, what is that? (laughs) So it's essentially a process or a routine that you or your family hopefully is uh, following to maintain a sense of organization and order within your home. So businesses have systems throughout their company, right? So throughout their processes, uh, when you reach out to someone uh, and book a call, you might get an automated email and then get booked on their calendar automatically based on your availability. And then, um, you know, there's some things in that process that are streamlined and it's the same thing when you think about your home. So what are the steps that you can take to streamline the steps that you need to take to have your family function well? So is there a drop zone or a command center or a mudroom close by, or maybe you get creative and make one out of your entry closet or make some type of makeshift drop center in your garage. We get asked to do a garages a lot. And the reason why people have such a hard time with their garage is that we don't typically have a lot of storage in the garage. You know, you might just have this blank box and a couple shelves that were built, you know, by the contractor. Um, You know, you might get lucky and have a cabinet or something like that. But, um, you know, I think that's where a lot of people get caught up with feeling disorganized, especially when they unpack and move into a new home. Um, A lot of times it really does require a little bit of an investment in adding some hooks on the wall, um, getting some labels on bins. adding some functional storage so your kids can put their shoes away and even in a pantry, you know, it might be a little bit different. So you might have a bin in your pantry that says eat first and it's all of the snacks that have already been opened. Or maybe you guys are having a hard time keeping your cereal fresh and it's getting stale and, you know, when when kids go grab that cereal box, they're not really putting it away in like the best fashion to keep everything like sealed, right? So um, you know, having some type of container for that, decanting it into that. Um, Or you might find that now your kids are getting a little bit older. And so, uh, you know, they might be in that six to eight range and they might be going in the pantry and grabbing too many snacks and having too much food. And so then maybe you want to move your snacks out of their reach um, and not make it easy for them to get. So it totally depends on the family and their age and their lifestyle. But I think there are some definitely, you know, some common threads, Uh, That I see in a lot of homes that you know some generic systems that everyone can benefit from but a lot of times when it's super customized based on the family's lifestyle that's when it really feels special and it feels like something that is easy to keep up with.
0: I mean, that just blew my mind when you're talking about like the whole pantry situation. I'm like, yeah, I had never thought about that. I mean, we don't have children, but even just like a system of like, how do you keep the freshest things in order? I mean, that is wild to me. And one thing I wanted to clarify too, I mean, I think I understand it, but if anyone else is out there, when you say drop zone or command center, what do you mean by that?
1: So if you're really lucky, then you might have a little office area or like maybe not office per se, but like a desk or a, a little nook or a little closet that you could turn into like a makeshift desk closet you know situation but um, something near the heart of the home which is typically the entryway or the kitchen where you find yourself or your family gathering and a lot of the like conversations are happening Um, a lot of the planning is happening for the family a lot of the homework so you kind of want to have a command center to or you know a drop zone um, to have that like central area where things are kept so uh, they are a little bit different I would say a drop zone is more like a mudroom and more like you know what you would find in an entry closet so you might want to have your coats and your jackets and your boots and shoes there Um, you might want to have a spot for gloves for masks now you know that we've been through this pandemic, Uh, we're still wearing masks, you want to have those readily available, hand sanitizer, any of those like grab and go items that you and your family need to like grab when you're going out the door or when you're coming in the door, um, you know, even umbrellas. You know, I'm just thinking of like random things that you know you kind of need in that entryway. That's really what a drop zone is. So when I think of a home, I think of like livable spaces, and then you are going to have some areas that are considered drop zones. And you know, sometimes it's a hallway, and you kind of have to get creative. Or you know, luckily, you know, for some people they have a closet. Um, and then a command center is a little bit different. So that's going to probably be more detailed in, in the sense of you're going to have like a family calendar there. You're going to have like a bulletin board there with like reminders and notes for doctor's appointments or kids homework, uh, you know, reminders for school. They need to bring a bag lunch on next day. So that's really the heart of like what's keeping everyone organized is that command center. Um, and a lot of times you're going to have incoming and outgoing mail or incoming and outgoing papers there. Hopefully if you're lucky you have like a shelf that you can even put like packages or returns. Just a lot of that stuff that can actually, you know, we all have that kind of stuff and it usually just ends up cluttering up the space that we're trying to live in. So when you have a dedicated space for all those things, it keeps it all together.
0: I'm convinced more and more that we are all created with like unique gifts and skills and clearly yours is organization because my brain just does not work the way like all the way you really do see a home as even when you talked about there's livable space, there's some space that it's not like I do not look at my space like that, which obviously, you know, hello, the importance of home organization. You need to call Kenzie if you are relating to the overwhelm. But But going back to that, when someone is maybe they're tackling organization and it's It's evident that they don't have these systems in place. Do you tackle it all at once? I mean, I guess too, if someone's doing this on their own, like what tips would you give someone? Like, is there one system that you think is more important or like one area that's more important than another in a home for like flow or ease? Is there anything that bubbles to the surface to you?
1: I think it can kind of depend on the person. So if they find that their living space, like their kitchen and living room, that they're, in a lot is getting really junky or cluttered and they really like to entertain and have people over, then they might want to tackle those first before their closet because people aren't really seeing their closet. But if they don't really entertain a lot and um, maybe they work from home and, you know, they're spending a lot of time in their home office, then maybe that's where they want to focus. I usually recommend people focus on a space that is stressing them out the most or is going to have the biggest impact once that project is done because I think once you get that that relief from that one space that you are spending a lot of time in or that is stressing you out a lot that's what's gonna like start the domino effect so that's usually what I recommend but I will say with a caveat that you know some of those spaces are really overwhelming a closet might seem like a really easy project to tackle but I've spent 35 hours in someone's closet before. So, <laughs> and it was a big closet. So I, you know, it's not the norm, but you know, it can even for a regular sized closet with, with like a pretty decent inventory, not too much. It could still take two of us, you know, a full six hour, six or seven hour session. So that's, almost 14 man hours to really get that that closet decluttered, organized, and like have the systems in place and like done right for it to sustain. So um, yeah, it kind of just depends, you know, if you are super overwhelmed and, and it's just you trying to tackle something and you just wanna see some immediate results. One of my favorite organizers to follow is Shira Gill and she talks about the 15 minute win and i think that's super powerful too like just start on a junk drawer or you know just one kitchen drawer that like all the kitchen gadgets um so sometimes there's some benefit to starting small too so it you know i i hate to not give a true answer but <laughs> i do think it can depend on the person's personality and you know what their you know what their capacity can handle and what their mental you know load can handle
0: no i think that's brilliant because i Think about all the times when I've gotten in, gotten inspired to be like I'm organizing my house, and then it, right the fun part is you know going to get all the supplies and then, but when you're trying to do multiple areas all at once, like if you're just a DIYer, not someone professional, like it's too much overload. So I I really think that what I'm hearing is start in the area either you're using the most, where are you going to get the biggest impact? And I love you kind of read my mind as far as the quick win piece, because if you're talking about all these emotions that are associated with having disorganized space, anything that you can do to feel a little relief from the anxiety, the overwhelm, just the frustration, this goes for anything in life. But like you experience the win, you boot, you get a little bit of confidence, and then you feel like you can take on the next thing, right? Like you, you've got a little like swagger, like, okay, I did that. So now I can go do something else. So I think that's genius, you know, just to basically start with the space that's going to have the biggest impact for you. So when we were talking in advance of this, you mentioned one thing that is really hard that your clients express is there's a lot of paper that comes in to the house. And I imagine with, you know, back to school, mail, all this, what are any, you know, we touched on this a little bit, actually, in our earlier episode, but Any tips you have as far as maybe even just taking like the influx of saying like school paperwork, any tips for any of those mamas out there that are struggling with how to prioritize, organize, get rid of, what do we do with all the paperwork that's coming in?
1: I think one of the biggest reasons people struggle with paper is that they don't handle it immediately. So a lot of times our paper piles become piles because we're just leaving them there and thinking that we'll deal with them on another day. And that can work for some people. If you have a routine of just tackling it at the end of the week or at the beginning of the week and you're really sticking to that routine, I will say when you have kids, there's a lot of urgent paperwork that needs to be um, handled pretty fast. So, you know, it might be like a quick note in their folder that is for the mom or for the dad to like put something in there for the next day so um, I always think it's just such a good routine to get in to really just take a look at those papers and process them as soon as the kids get home every single day and you're going to want to have some type of paper management system close by for any of those papers that you are saving for a reference or you're archiving for later and you're like you know true paper management system. So usually what I think of when I think of paper, it's like, you know, you have some paper coming in And you want to have some type of system there in that command center or that drop zone. So a lot of times I recommend people have the wall mail organizers, um, you know, just different sections there because it's on the wall, it's nice and concealed, and you can put a label on there. Um, If it works better for you to have a binder in your kitchen, then that can totally work too, or even some type of um, paper organizer for a desk. Um, They're all great options, but I think there should be one kind of zone for that paper but then you need to have a separate area with all like the filing cabinet papers, right? So all the tax forms, all the legal stuff, mortgage statements, those kind of things. Um, and I, you know, I mentioned last time the the tools to really reduce some of that like junk mail that you get. But I think when you are in the habit of checking your mail every day and processing it and either throwing it away or recycling or putting it in the folder or the file or the bin that it needs to go into, uh, you know, based on what it action needs to be taken Um, and then having that like last like archive area for all the stuff that you just kind of have to keep for tax purposes, then that really solves a lot of problems and um, you know. It's funny, once you get in the routine, you realize it really doesn't take that long and that much time out of your day. You know, it might be fifteen minutes max that you're processing your mail for that day. And you know if you had like two kids, for example, to like look through their papers, you know, that would probably be the amount of time that you would spend processing those papers. But I think that's really where um, a lot of the overwhelm comes from
0: is just not dealing with it immediately. A hundred percent, and I mean, I think about that is like so true with so many things in our life. It's like the stress and the negative emotions we create just by not like handling things in the moment. When you said like just deal with it immediately, it's there's so true for so many areas of life. I have another kind of practical question for you. Um, when you are working with clients and you help them establish these systems, what is I don't know if I would call it like what's the success rate like? are there obstacles in people keeping the systems in place like do you end up having repeat customers or is it kind of like once the system's there it's like they fly out of the nest and they're good what do you see
1: so that's kind of another like it depends i will say i do have repeat clients but they typically are hiring us back to do other spaces We do have the insiders membership program, which is for our loyal clients who do want us to come back and reset spaces that we've previously organized and it's such a great deal we do it. um, quarterly or bi annually and it's only $350 for one organizer to come back out for a full day to reset everything and make it kind of like picture perfect again. And that's really relevant for people if they're about to host and they just want everything looking prim and perfect Um, it's also really great for. Uh, growing families so you know if you have two to four kids i mean that's just so much stuff that's coming in and out and no matter how good our system is things are just changing so much in your house and and those are really great candidates for our Insiders Membership Program. Um, and that's usually who we offer it to, is for people who um, just want to know that they're kind of like safeguarding that investment they originally made. And I like to think of it as hiring your house cleaner to come in every quarter to do a deep clean. Um, you know, you're you're paying them to do like a monthly or a biweekly clean, but you know, they're going to come back and do that deep clean like every quarter. And it's kind of the same concept with organizing. Um, you know, it's our goal to not have to go back. And um, for those repeat clients that we have been back in their home to see how the systems are going, um, they're going great. And, and you know, we're actually this this week we're going back to a repeat client and we're doing a reset of some systems that we made and that was a year ago when we did the systems. And honestly, like, it's really not going to take that much effort for us to reset it. It's just a matter of like, hey, things have been kind of crazy this summer. You guys have been traveling like every single week, you know, they they go out and um, do these like fishing tournaments every week. They're just a very active, busy family. And, you know, now that things are coming down and they're getting ready to host for the holidays, um, you know, they really need us back to just kind of reset everything. So, um, so yeah, that's, I would say, you know, we really try to get really close with our clients and really get to know them and their personalities, their routines that they're currently doing, uh, their habits, you know, just how they live in their space and like what their lifestyle is like. So we really can treat every project like a completely new project and customizing things because I do find that is when it is so much easier to maintain when you're really fine tuning it based on that person's personality but also just keeping their family unit in mind and um, you know what their needs are. So I mean, even a lot of times if we do a garage, I love to leave breathing room or I'll get some extra bins and just leave them there because we know that there's gonna be more things coming in at some point. And if they already know that shelf is free or there's some space there or they have some extra bins that match what we've already done, it decreases that anxiety of like, oh my gosh, Everything's picture perfect. Now I feel like I can't bring anything new into this space. Like, you know, we just, it doesn't, you know, even if we organize and and you're trying to be minimal, like you're just going to acquire things. It's just a matter of like how much and how often. Um, So we really just try to make those spaces maintainable by like leaving some breathing
0: room and, and some room to grow too. I'd never heard of that concept. That's actually pretty cool to think about, like anticipating, like you're saying, like it's inevitable. You're going to have more stuff come, right? We don't want it to just continuously build, but to me, it sounds like that would probably alleviate some stress of, I think about if my home is perfectly organized. And then all of a sudden I have an influx of stuff. I'm like, holy shit, what do I do with it? And then I'm like, I'm trying not to keep on to stuff. But if it sounds to me that you, you have a plan, like create that extra breathing room so that you can absorb new things while keeping it organized and the flow. And something else that came to mind, too, is that when I think about these systems, you know, you and I did a virtual engagement. And I can say that, right, I was diligent in keeping up with it for a long time. And then I got kind of slack. But the cool thing is, is that I know, I know what the system is, right? I just need to get organized again. So that's what kind of comes to mind, too, is I think about when you're working with people, it's like, we all think about it, even with our diet or workout, like we can all get a little off track sometime, but you know, there's something you're coming back to. So I think that's another thing that would be important for someone out there thinking when, you know, to really do kind of like the long-term flow of your house. It's like, get the good systems in place. Don't beat yourself up when, you know, everything goes to shit and your house is messy again. You just get back into it. Right. That's true with so many things. And I'm curious now more, you know, you've been so gracious to kind of give us some like very tactical, like real life examples of how to organize stuff. I'm, I wanted to get back to more of, you know, we talk about the overwhelm being, you know, probably the biggest driver of why people seek your services. So I'm curious to know, once things are organized, what is the emotional impact on people having, you know, their space organized like what what is kind of like I think about the before and after so what is the after and even right we know it's probably pretty um uh gratifying in the moment to have it all organized but I'm curious of like the long-term impact like when you're talking to clients you know weeks months out what are they saying is different in their life as a result of having an organized home
1: so i always um say that we're not transforming spaces we're transforming the way that people experience spaces and i think that's one of the biggest benefits of hiring help to get your home organized um you know we do have styling components in what we're doing too so you know we're not interior designers by any means but we do like to think that we're making your space beautiful and functional and just the the benefits that you would you would typically think of i mean they feel happier lighter a lot of times they say that they feel like they can breathe now less anxious feel more in control of their environment um, you know from a health perspective they're getting better sleep less stress improved relationships and increased productivity are probably you know the top benefits that we see and their relationships one is what people don't really expect because you know a lot of times when you do have a cluttered or messy home or you know you kind of have things out of order you know whatever you want to call it a lot of times that's impacting how your mood is throughout the day and how you are communicating with people in your home and just your general like anxiety and stress level like we all know and so that of course kind of impacts how you're treating people and how you're communicating with people and um, just, you know, point blank, you know, I've had people on consults just, you know, say like, this is affecting our relationship. You know, a lot of times I have consults with a husband and wife and um, you know, I, I love when I can talk to both people at the same time because it's not just one spouse that should be, you know, managing the house and, and managing how things are put together and organized and where things are um you know it really should be you know the whole family should be kind of involved in this process and be empowered to follow the systems and that's what we like to do in our walkthroughs to make sure everyone's on the same page and that you know everyone can keep up with it but a lot of times you know we're working in spaces that haven't even been livable in like months or years so there could be a bonus room or a garage or uh, a craft room, even I've done uh, for a client who she literally just didn't craft for a year or two because it just became such a junky space. And those are her words. And you know to be able to give someone livable space back in their home is pretty powerful because you know that's like one of the biggest biggest investments you make in life is is your home. And to just have a room or even multiple rooms that you don't even feel like you can use. And then all of a sudden now you can use it again and it's also functional and tidy um i just don't really think there's anything better than that
0: you touched on two things so the first thing i was going to say is i'm glad you mentioned that like the example of your client that like here she was not even participating in something that probably brings her great joy so when we talk about the overwhelm and just that connection between like the physical impact and the mental impact of clutter it's no doubt when people stop doing things that you know spark joy in them right that has an impact on your mood when you're when you're not expressing parts of who you are and i think that that happens sometimes when our house gets to places where whether it's rooms that you actually can't function or i also think about the impact of when your house just feels so overwhelming and it's like you think like, all right, this weekend I'm going to organize. And you, you almost become like a slave to your house, but then you start the process. You're overwhelmed. You stop, you beat yourself up. Like I see this cycle that really unfolds. And that's why, like, I, I just, I love your approach. I love that. Right. You've, you've given us some practical and like strategic things, but really linking that emotional component. Cause I, I, I didn't see it initially. I can say that. And now the more I learn and understand that it's not just like punishment to clean your house. It's like, no, like it will actually help improve your overall feeling, your well being. And holy moly, when you talk about relationships. So, the other thing I wanted to touch on, because I think this was really important, what you said, is that it's not just one person's job to keep the house organized. And I'm curious, do you think part of the trend of home organization is so big right now because we do have more like dual working households or what do you think? Because, right, I think when it's, I don't know, maybe you could make this stereotype to say like, oh, if the wife stays at home, it's her job to keep the house organized, which I don't believe that. But I think that people could make that assumption. But now we have more and more people that, the man and the woman are working like do you see a link with that in the home organization trend or what do you think is really sparking this like just the mental health piece of it all of it I think the biggest reason
1: why home organization started trending in 2020 was the pandemic and people you know I've had people close to me that um we're like, oh my gosh, you started a home business, you know, home business during a pandemic when no one wants anyone in their home. But I really saw the trajectory of it. And I mean, it's been an industry, you know, I think we've talked about this before. I think it started back in the late 80s and it started in LA. So it's finally trickled its way over here to the East Coast. But it's one of those things that um, you know, we've all heard it, right? We were stuck at home during the pandemic and everyone started doing home projects but um it really did give people a sense of control when things felt the most out of control like we've ever experienced as um, a generation probably um at least it was for me and so i think you're right with the dual working households and people just being busier and on the go and outsourcing in general um i would be interested to see you know like numbers for like home cleaning services and lawn care, because those are typically the ones that get outsourced first, um, as well as home organizing and so um, we're just a little different right we're not like as much of a regular like touch point we're usually like one big investment, uh, you know, like once a year or something like that but yeah, I think I think it's really the pandemic that really catapulted everything into the stratosphere. And, um, you know, of course, Marie Kondo did her work back in 2018 with uh, her Netflix series. And now she has another one out in the home edit, of course, last year. That was good timing for them. But, um, yeah, I think it was, you know, Marie Kondo definitely brought it to everyone's radar back in 2018. And then I think really the pandemic last year, everyone was just doubling down because, you know, and that's why I think this has such a link to mental health because when you do feel like your home is in order and and you've got control over it and you know where things are and you feel relaxed in your space, it really just gets rid of a lot of that. Um, And, you know, a lot of the the busyness that's kind of going on in our,
0: our minds. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, golly, the pandemic just forced us in so many like literal and you know metaphorical ways of just having to really sit with ourselves and sit in our space and deal with things. So I I totally see that connection. So before we get ready to bring this interview to a close, I have a little bit of a fun question I want to ask you. What is your favorite room or space to organize?
1: Oh my gosh, I get asked this question all the time and I feel like it changes every month, but right now I'm really loving garages. And the reason is that it's one of those spaces that people just don't think of investing time into making more functional, but it also drives them mad, like, because we're usually entering and exiting our, that space so much. And because it does turning to a dumping zone usually. Um, so it's really, really fun to just like take a otherwise like lackluster space, like a garage and just really add some function to it and making it, you know, pretty. It's, it's really fun.
0: I love that. I love that. We don't have a garage currently, but when we were in our house in Charlotte, I mean, our garage was a scary place. So thank God for people like <laughs> that find joy in organizing that. So guys, if you are appreciating the knowledge that Kinsey is sharing with us today on the podcast, go connect with her on social media, on Instagram. She has, she's great with reels. She does a lot of like before and afters, which I find fascinating, but she also does truly educate you. So Kinsey, if someone wanted to find you on Instagram, your website, where, where do we connect with you?
1: Instagram is at simply.dare. And then the website is www.simply-dare.com.
0: And guys, she does virtual, in-person. She does it all. So if you've ever thought about it, reach out to her. She's more than happy to answer questions. I can speak from experience. I worked with her. I'm in Florida. She's in Charlotte. And it was, I don't feel like we missed a beat. So definitely reach out to her. Guys, if you like this episode, do me a favor. Rate, review it. Let me know what, what spoke to you. you tag us on Instagram, we'd love to know what you know nuggets you took away from the episode. So thank you so much for joining us today. And I can't wait to connect with you on a future episode. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening to the wake up call podcast. If you liked what you heard today, I would love for you to subscribe and leave a review. It takes just a few minutes and does wonders for helping other people find the podcast. If you want to connect outside of the podcast, you can do so by following at Alicia D Hopkins on Instagram. And if you really liked the episode you just listened to, do me a favor. Would you screenshot the episode and tag me? I would love to see what's resonating with you. Thank you for joining me today. And I hope today's episode helped you to see that you can wake up to the change that's possible in your life.